Right now, it's time for a White Coat Wednesday. Medical correspondent Dr. Mitch Shulman is here. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. A common food preservative that may not be as harmless as we thought. What is it? Yeah, don't be afraid of this. It's a, a form of antibiotic. This one called Nissen, but there are many of them. Basically, bacteria in a form of chemical warfare to survive against their brethren um, make things that kill other bacteria. It's interesting to know that uh, these bacteriocins are manufactured. So Nissen, for example, actually comes from the mammary glands, bacteria that live in the mammary glands of, glands of cows. And because it's very effective against many of the bugs that would normally contaminate your food and make it go bad or maybe even cause you harm, uh, forms of antibiotics have been added to our food for a very long time, from beer to sausage to cheese to all sorts of different things. Well, the scientists, researchers, in uh, working for the American Chemical Society and published in their journal Chemical Biology, basically looked at the effects of these antibiotics and some that didn't even exist that they made up um, on the gut bugs that live in our gut and found that lo and behold, just as it can kill the bad bacteria, it may affect some of the good bacteria living inside our gut. And we don't know what that means. So you don't need to get worried about this. It's not something that they're going to change um, in your food and the way your food is being preserved right now. But it does open our eyes to a number of possible complications from these chemical substances, which are very natural, and maybe rethinking what we're using to preserve and save our food. On the other hand, if you are concerned, I think the major message here is be good to the gut bugs that you need to keep you healthy, make certain that you have a diet that's high in fermented foods, whether that's kimchi or kefir or sauerkraut or things like that, and make certain to get enough fiber in your diet, which forms the scaffolding, as it were, and the food source inside your body for the good bugs that keep you healthy to live. So I think that's the most important message. Be good to your gut bugs. All right, so I got to start eating kimchi then. Yeah, or kefir, or miso, or oh, any, miso. anything on. fermented. Okay. Yeah, sauerkraut is, sauerkraut's fermented. Yeah, I haven't had sauerkraut since I left my mom's house. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a new drug that could reduce uh, food allergies, make them less life-threatening. That'll come as welcome news to a lot of people out there who are allergic to things like, you know, shrimp and peanut butter. Yeah, there are many people out there who have really, really very serious allergies. They even get a whiff of shrimp or peanut butter or whatever it is, and they can have what we call an anaphylactic reaction. So that's an upgraded allergic reaction. This is where your throat swells up, your blood pressure drops, and you can literally die. It's very serious. People like this carry an EpiPen or an adrenaline injector of some sort, Allergen, with them at almost all times because they don't know when they might be exposed. Well, what could we do to help them? Well, there are a number of different uh, therapies from desensitization to other things, but they've now looked at using a medication we're already using for severe asthma caused by allergies, poly nasal polyps triggered by allergies, called omelizumab, trade name Zolar. And basically what it is, it's an injection, usually every two to four weeks, 
and it blocks the action of the main uh, immune system protein, immunoglobulin, IgE, which would normally trigger this severe allergic reaction. So by blocking it, obviously, you would think that you might reduce the severity of your allergic reactions. And lo and behold, in a study that's only partway through, they did find that. In fact, the results, the interim analysis of the study was so positive that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration in the States, not Health Canada yet, has approved this medication as an injectable every two to four weeks to help control severe allergies. Now, this might be life-saving for many people out there. There are a couple of problems you need to know though. One, you may need to be on this injection for your entire life and it will increase the risk of you having certain other infections because the IgE molecule protects you against parasites and other things. So that's a risk. We have to be careful about that. And two is cost extremely expensive as many uh, injectable drugs are so it might be the right thing for the right people at the right time the study is ongoing to see if we can stop the medication after a certain amount of time and if the protection still exists which would be huge but for now there may be another tool another another thing in our kit that we can use to help people with severe allergies okay so in addition to my eating kimchi i should be taking up thai chi Yes, without question. I've been saying this for years, but not to you. I, you know, I'm sorry, I should have told you. No, no, um, it's fascinating. So this is a lovely study in the JAMA Network Open looking at people who are just on the cusp of developing high blood pressure, just at that borderline. And you want them to do things like exercise and diet and cutting out salt and things like that. But is there one exercise that might be a bit better than another? So they gave them four one-hour sessions over a very long period of time of either Tai Chi or uh, of some form of aerobic exercise, jogging, walking, brisk walking, whatever it worked for them. And at the end of the period of time, in this case 12 months, they compared the drop in blood pressure and both worked. So don't be discouraged if you prefer running or biking or swimming, go for it. But they did find that the people who did the Tai Chi had as good or better an effect on their blood pressure. And so if you're someone who doesn't like jogging or running or swimming or biking and prefers something that's, I'll say gentler, that works differently, a Tai Chi might be right for you. But realize these people had four one-hour sessions of both of these things a week. So that's a serious commitment. And so there's always a benefit from exercise of any sort. But if you want to see the real benefit in terms of blood pressure and weight and all these other things, you really do have to commit to doing it on a regular basis. And finally, kiwi fruit uh, could be very, very good for us. I don't doubt that, but I have a bit of an issue with the methodology of this study. Yes, yes, this is a bad... Well, if you read the study properly, you understand what's going on rather than the highlights and the hype. Basically, they took people who were vitamin C deficient. So that's not all of us. Vitamin C is one of those vitamins that most of us have enough of on board. And they compared giving them a chewable vitamin C tablet to a placebo, a sugar pill, a nothing containing pill, or two kiwi fruit a day. And lo and behold, the people who not only had their vitamin C levels come up, but felt the happiest and the most, most positive and the least anxious were the ones who had the kiwi fruit. Well, there are a lot of problems with this study as a study. One, they were vitamin C deficient. Most people who might be taking kiwi to improve their mood aren't going to take it, aren't going to be vitamin C deficient. Number two, how do you do a placebo? How do you do a real control? It's effective if you have the chewable tablet versus the chewable fake tablet, but what, they gave them fake kiwi fruit? You can't do that. 
And so the people eating the kiwi fruit knew they were on kiwi fruit, and they knew, in a certain sense, whether they realized it or not, that kiwi was supposed to be good for them. And so you've automatically introduced a form of bias into this study. So I think kiwi are great. I have no problem with them. They're a good source of potassium and vitamin C and fiber, and they're delicious, and sometimes they're on sale so you can afford them. But the, the reality is don't count on the kiwi fruit alone to help you out of your depression or your anxiety. It may help, but don't count on it because this is not a study that proves that it works that way. Well, it's good to have good news, good medical news. Almost all of our stories this morning are positive stories, Dr. Mitch. Often we're telling people they're all going to die. <laughs> yes, I much prefer some positive news, especially in the middle of the week, at the end of February, as the days are finally getting a little bit longer. So there are things to look forward to, people. Thanks a lot. Good to have you. A pleasure. Have a great day. That's our medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman.